Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have a great guest. He is a dynamic entrepreneur who embarked on a remarkable journey from India to the United States in 2018. At the age of 29, he kickstarted his real estate career in the heart of New York City as a real estate agent in 2019. He is the driving force behind Sandy Capital Group, a visionary real estate fund. His mission is clear to democratize access to institutional real estate investments, providing valuable insights and opportunities to successful individuals while collaborating with the finest operators in the U.S., particularly in emerging markets. Uh, and, and, and he shares his expertise and revels the world of real estate investment um, and, you know, uh, and lots of other great stuff. So let's welcome Nishant Sandhi. How are you doing today, Nishant? Good, Victor. How are you? Thanks for having me here. Oh, it's great to have you. So I'd like to get started by asking you to please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? So I've had um, entrepreneurial instinct very much since high school, I would say. My parents are entrepreneurs and probably that's where I saw it closest um, firsthand while growing up. My parents building a business and really excited me that the opportunity to solve problems and work in skill for yourself. So when I graduated um, around when I was 21, I did work with my in my family business for a couple of years before I went for my MBA. And after my MBA, I had that itch in me to come to the U.S. because um, well, the U.S. really is the land of opportunities where you have, uh, where uh, entrepreneurship is really celebrated. So when I came to the U.S., I worked for a startup for one year while, while I was in the U.S. I kept attending a lot of seminars and events across for real estate. And that's when I found a lot of opportunity in the real estate space and actually saw a few problems that I could solve and scale. And that started my entrepreneurial journey uh, in the US in 2019. And here we are touching 2024. Well, so, so basically, like a good number of entrepreneurs, uh, your parents are entrepreneurs, they ran their own business. And and so you learned for watching them. So you got a little bit of that itch in yourself. And you realize, wow, this, there's a lot of great stuff, you know, being able to work for yourself and solve problems. And after you finish school, you work with them for two years and then you got your MBA. And then you started to come to the U.S. And you say you worked for a startup for one year, but you started sending a lot of these uh, real estate seminars, which I guess really got your interest in real estate. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, your your journey in the real estate industry, you know, in the beginnings, you know, how it went. Because uh, I know everyone, that first year or two is... Uh, there's a lot of things that go up and down. So uh, I'm sure there was a lot of learning in this. Do you mind sharing your journey with us there? Well, absolutely. Um, so real estate is a challenging business. Like for any entrepreneur, like you rightly said, the first year or two years can be uh, can be difficult. What made it slightly harder was that 2020 was the year of COVID. And that was my first full year in real estate because I joined 2019 summer. And it fe I felt like all those all that efforts I was putting in 2019, I'm going to start getting results in 2020. And here COVID hits, we're in lockdowns and real estate industry, especially in New York City, got really badly impacted. You can't do showings. What do we do? Um, I saw this really as an opportunity to 
build on my network while working from home, build on my personal brand and just start creating very good content for my potential clients out there, just informing them what's happening about in the New York City market, just telling them the truth, right? The way it is just relying more on data and facts versus my customers having to go and read the news, which may or may not be completely accurate, at least where the local market goes. So I kept on, I kept very uh, believed in myself and was consistent through the process. And that's when I got my very first big break in 2020. I got a few listings as well. And when I find a big break, a sale more than $2 million. And that's when you cross the average sales price in Manhattan, because Manhattan's an expensive market. And that's a very good momentum for 21 and 22. So my early learnings as an entrepreneur were that there is somebody out there who needs your service. And it's all about knocking enough doors. It's not possible that if you're not going to make enough outreach and provide value to the marketplace, you're going to find someone who's going to put their hands up. So really, it's all about persistence and having a good mindset through the first two years. I felt the mindset is more important than the mechanics because mechanics, you're going to, to, to go through the process. It becomes a lot more easier when your mindset is right. Hmm. I don't know. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, you, you started at a really difficult time. You started, well, 2019 wasn't difficult, but you started in the middle. But your first full year, unfortunately, was when COVID started. And like you said, uh, in New York City, it got hit really hard. There was lockdowns. There, you couldn't do anything. Things were closed. Um, yeah, you couldn't show anything. You know, all, all kinds of stores were closed. Restaurants were closed for a while. Barbershops, a whole bunch of things. So real estate got hit really hard. Um, Probably, I'm sure at that time, probably some people probably just gave up in the real estate industry, but you didn't do that. Um, you decided to do other things. In the meantime, you built up your network. You decided to work on building your brand, and you worked on giving value to your clients. I guess you probably shot them a lot of emails and text messages, but giving data and facts about what's going on, uh, which is a good thing. I, um, a lot of probably real estate people probably don't do this. This is called dripping. So just keep them to let them know you're still around and you're sending value. And maybe they're not looking right now, probably, you know, mid-2020, a lot of people were looking to buy. But when they are looking to buy, they remember you because they say, hey, Sean you know, was sending me all this info. Um, now's the time to buy. Maybe I should reach out to him. So that's definitely well, some, that's where we start. Go ahead. 100%. It's all about being top of mind. And many times I would just message my clients, send them a text with market updates, share them share with them my newsletter or send a personal video to them it's all about letting them know that here i am your real estate resource keeping you posted about the market sharing my advice for both potential buyers and sellers and just open to having a conversation and what i realized is in 2020 i was able to book the maximum number of new appointments because new appointments as a new uh, potential clients the reason being a lot of people who are at home and they were just curious on what's going on in the market and they saw this as an opportunity to speak with me one-on-one -on -one, have kind of a strategy session to just understand the local market dynamics and i would be able to advise them based on that situation so i use this actually as an opportunity that how can i show my expertise and really stand out as compared to a lot of my colleagues who rightly as you rightly pointed out were leaving the business and for right reasons it was a very tough year no, absolutely. You stand out, you show your expertise, you know, you're you're keeping yourself top of their minds and they're saying, Wow, this guy knows this stuff, he really knows the industry. So, you know, I you know, I should probably reach out to this guy now that I'm looking to buy a place. He's you know, he's giving me a lot of value. I've been getting all these you know, notifications from him about what's going on. So I really appreciate it. it's a lot of good value. You you didn't ask for anything in return. 
So you provide them a lot of value. So they just kind of may be able to help me. So, you know, even during tough times, the ones that are successful find ways to pivot. And a lot of people had to pivot, you know, in 2020. So and you managed to do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why you started achieving the success. So I think you say your first pay cap because you sold a place in Manan for $2 million. Is that correct? Over to actually just slightly over $2.5 million of co-op in Upper East Side. All right, so two point five over two point five. That's excellent. So, and I'm sure that probably helped your confidence as well. Saying, "Well, I could get this," you know, getting that first big one, I think, is really, really helpful. A lot of times, I think people uh, they give up because it's, they they don't they don't sense that success. You get that 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 first success, and you're like, it it appears real to you. Did it appear real to you when you made that first big sale? You're like, this can really work now. 100% because that just validated all my efforts till that point because it showed that how I was thinking the process which I was following of keeping my clients updated, being that market expert, being that real estate resource for them, that trusted advisor, it was all coming together. And when, and the bigger validation is that it's a competitive market also. There are people with a lot more experience out there. But one thing which I promised my clients was that I'll work harder for you than anybody else. And I lived up to that. I was honest. I was available, approachable, and accountable. And I stayed true to these principles. And that confidence really helped me as I built my practice in 2021 and 22. Because as the market was improving and the market was changing, all a lot of clients were reaching out to me directly. Because they're like, yes, we've been reading your newsletter. We've been getting your market updates and we want to uh, want to interview you for an opportunity to potentially work together. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, because of all that, uh, the info you were sending them, you know, newsletters and stuff like that, you became a trusted advisor. You became a good resource for them. And they, they you, you developed credibility with them. They said, they said to themselves, this guy can really help me. And you mentioned something also earlier. You said, you knocked on enough doors. So there might be guys who are more experienced than you, but you were hungrier than they are. So, you, you know, you, you didn't just knock on a couple of doors. You reached out to a lot of people. You were persistent. You said you had, to, and you had a good mindset, which is really important because, you know, sometimes when you're not getting the success of people say no to you, it's easy to feel down. You feel rejected, but you continue reaching out to people. And you, you mentioned that mindset is more important than mechanics. So mechanics, of course, is important to, to have. But if you don't have a good mindset and it's very easy to get, you know, dejected and feel down, says, you know, if this doesn't work and you just give up. But because you had a good mindset, you persist and you kept moving on. And because over the last several years, uh, you had a lot of success. And not only did you uh, knock from more clients, but you also, when you got your clients, you worked harder for them. Uh, you might talk a little bit more about, you know, what is it that kept you going, made, made you not give up, whereas a lot of other people would, would have given up? Like, what made you, you know, so pursuant, made you, made you believe in yourself? Did you have a mentor that helped you at all? Sure, I did join real estate coaching. I was part of the Mike Ferry training. And while coaching and mentorship did help me a lot, I, it's actually the application of what they really teach you. So I found it that each and every mentorship session I would sit through, I would actually take it on myself to record those sessions and I would hear those sessions every day till the following session would take place. So I had one session per week, I do a recording and hear that session every day just so to reinforce those key points in my subconscious mind. So therefore the strategy was also in place. Second, I really had my back against the wall because at that point, I didn't want to leave the business. I was committed and I had to see through the the only second option I had, which I didn't really give myself that second option, was to leave the business. 
and look for a W2 or potentially go back to India. So I had to make it work. And that's when I really learned through from my mentor is that, and this is quote, which is still imprinted in my mind that there's somebody in this marketplace who needs what your service is today. Your job is to find them. There's somebody who needs your service today. Can you find them? And blocking off good to us each and every day, despite the lockdown. And I had all reason at that point to slow down, spending good two to three hours every day, not only creating content, but sending cold messages, calling people, trying to ask for referrals, just putting myself out there to find people who could need your services. And there were many people who didn't need it immediately, but I got an opportunity to build a relationship, get their contact information and keep in touch with them. So I had a long vision in mind that one relationship is not just limited to some uh, customer buying or selling with me one night. A long-term relationship could be that tomorrow I can add something else to my real estate practice. For example, now I'm a fund manager helping investors invest in large-scale multifamily syndication opportunities. It's because the relationships I developed during being a realtor that now I can present my investment opportunities and they already have that trust and I'm able to speed up and grow my business faster. All right. So definitely some good stuff there. And you mentioned that you did get some real estate coaching and you apply what they did and you recorded each session. It was once a week. You said you would listen to it every single day so that it would reinforce itself in your subconscious mind, which is extremely important because like 95% of your decisions are made in the subconscious mind. A lot of people think it's their conscious mind that makes the decision. It's not. It's the subconscious mind. Subconscious mind controls most of what you do. And if you could work on developing that subconscious mind, it helps. And that's exactly what you did. And I think that's one of the reasons why you started getting a lot of success because you listen to it every single day and reinforce the messages. People just listen to it one time and they just, that's it. But you were listening to it again and again. And the more you listen to it, the more it reinforces itself. And you said at the time you had your back against the wall and you had to make it work because you, you, if you didn't, you had to do a W-2 job or you had to go back to India and you really wanted to make this work. And you came to the realization that someone needs what you provide. The question is, can you find them? That is that is the issue. Whatever you're doing, people there, there are people out there who need what you have. The thing is, you need to find them. And and that's the thing. And you went around, you did call calling, you asked for referrals, you texted me, you reached out to me, you built long-term relationships, and you kept in touch with me. Even if they didn't need it now, maybe down the road they needed it. And And asking for referrals is something very important because... You can get business out there for people who don't need it, but they may know someone who does need real estate. So a lot of people never t take that opportunity to ask for first. The worst they can do is say no, but sometimes they may know someone and that could be extra business for you. And you, you had that long-term relationship with these people and then you were able to continue working with some of these people more like invest more. Like, for example, you mentioned multifamily. So, um, so it's very important. Building relationships is very important. Long term, people think like, oh, this person is interested. They never contact them again. That is a mistake. You need to keep in touch with them. And yeah, it may, it may take a while. It may take a year, two, three, or four. But even if it takes five years, but if they buy something and they, they like the service you provide, they may do more business with you. And the thing you talk about is customer lifetime value. For some of these people, it can be a lot of money if you really take care of them, provide good value and good service. Customer lifetime value is something that's so important. I think a lot of people uh, don't understand that. 
Um, you want to talk a little bit more about what are some of the other things you've done that made you so successful in the real estate industry that some other real estate real estate agents don't do? Sure. Um, I think a lot of real estate agents, uh, and understandably so, we are self-employed, running our 1099 business, are focused on the next transaction. How can I get that next listing or next sale? Though one thing I kept focusing on is here listing for my customer problems. Many times when I would speak to my clients or I'm going for networking events, something that would keep coming up again and again was that, hey, Nishan, can you tell me where can I find a great investment property? Hey, Nishan, tell me some good states where I can invest in. I realized pretty quickly that people don't have access to quality real estate investing options. People have limiting beliefs that they can only invest 20 to 30 miles from where they stay, or they have to do everything on their own, having to deal with tenants, toilets, termites, all those issues that come with active real estate investing. And being a realtor myself, I understood pretty early on in the game that real estate truly is a team sport. So I used my experience of being a realtor and I reached out to other brokers in states where I've noticed people are migrating, such as Florida, Texas, North South Carolina, Arizona, made relationships with brokers, met with top operators and sponsors who have been uh, who are developing top-tier multifamily real estate opportunities and saw that how can I fractionalize these large-scale real estate investment opportunities for my investors. And now my investors have opportunities to actually invest in such projects at, and I've fractionalized it for them. For example, they could enter a $50 million project by investing $50,000 and getting a slice of the pie. So uh, the, the secret really is to be obsessed about your customers and keep listening for their problems. And the more I heard the problem, the more I understood that it is a problem in a very big way, which I can really solve in with scale. All right. Um, okay, it's good stuff here because you basically say you have to be focused on the customer problems. You got to be obsessed about them and see how you can help solve their problems. And you came to one of the things you came to the realization of was that a lot of people don't have access to real estate investment. They think they can only invest locally. You know, they can't look at other states in the in the United States. And you came to the realization that real estate is a team sport. So you reached out to other realtors in in, in other states and uh, I guess you work you developed some sort of partnerships with them and you were able to get your you mentioned the word fractionalization. So for example, your client can invest say fifty thousand in a fifty million dollar project. So it's like I guess like it's a pool of assets. So they they have a little share in it. And they can invest in it. So so that's one way you can help them out because so, you reach out to these people across the country. So basically, the people that get paid the most are the people that solve the most problems. So basically, your focus, I guess, of the last few years is how can I help them? How You're obsessed with solving problems for your clients and how you can help them out. And that's one of the reasons why you've had a lot of success. Would you say that's correct? Oh, absolutely. And my customer... Um... And also for transparency, it's only in the last year, year and a half that I have got more obsessed about solving my customers' problems. Because before that, my focus was always that how do I get myself more in front of them? How do I get more business? But once I started to get business, started to develop relationships, I realized that I have a responsibility. And the responsibility is that to be the real estate resource for them, to be that trusted advisor 
who can uh, who they can always give a call if they have any questions about real estate market or they want to discuss different options for themselves and hearing their problems understanding that okay i can solve a lot of their problems and in scale that gets me excited and i'm still always in the lookout to keep hearing my customer problems i never stop That's good. You want to be a real estate source and you want to hear their problems. That's the thing. When they we are when you're listening to them, they feel heard and they sense that you really want to help them, care for them. Um, that makes such a huge difference because they realize this this guy understands. He wants to be there for me because I think with some agents, I think they just sense this guy just wants to sell. He really doesn't care about me. He just wants to get that transaction, make the money, and then move on to someone else. And when they see that you're not like that, that you really care about them. They say they they'll want to continue working with you in the long term. They may even refer friends to you. Uh, would you say that's correct? Well, absolutely. And once the relationship is there, um, and that's another thing that when you're honest in this business and you have put yourself out there and really built a lot of relationships, you don't come across with commission breath, and that's super critical because what happens is that if once you come across as commission breath, you really lose that relationship. You always want to come across to your clients that you're looking out for them. You have their best interest. For example, this happened quite a few times that my clients may have put in a res equity reservation for one of the investment projects, but last moment something may have come up in their life. Things happen, and they backed out. And man, they apologized to me. And my only response to them is, "I understand your situation, and hopefully, in the next project comes, I'll give you a call, and you could probably jump in." And more often than not, whenever the next project is available, they trust me. They have that conversation with me, and they're ready to invest because I come thinking from their perspective. It's important to understand that rather than coming across thinking only for your next commission. When you think about your clients, that relationship only stays longer. They trust you, and then you can get more referrals. And to reach that point, there is no shortcut. You just have to put yourself out there and just speak to a lot more people. There's a saying in sales, right? Your the pipeline is your lifeline, and it's so true because the more people you are speaking with, the more conversations you're having, the more clients you'll have, and the more you'll feel for them rather than coming across as commission breath. No, I like that term commission breath, and you're right. There are a lot of people out there, and I'll tell you when I go on LinkedIn, there are a lot of people reaching out to me who have that commission breath, and and just like they're sending me the same messages. It's like. And they just send me this message and I just ignore it and they'll keep, they'll send it to me four or five times and they don't realize I'm ignoring the message because I'm not interested. Or sometimes they'll send a request and accept it. As soon as they request it, I accept the request, they send me this thing, pitching me something. And it just shows me all they care about is transactions. So uh, I like what you say, you have to have their best interest at heart. You got to think from their perspective, which I totally agree. I love that. Have that long-term perspective and there is no shortcut and i think so many people want to know what is the shortcut to doing there is no shortcut you got to put in the time and the effort build the relationship build it long term give them that value show them that you care but in the long term it's going to multiply and if you have that long-term vision i think too much we have this instant gratification society where everyone wants everything to happen yes it'd be nice but it doesn't work that way great things take time time to happen takes time to develop and when you understand if you have patience um, you'll get that set long-term success. And that's because you had that page, you didn't give up. That's why with the past year and a half, you started seeing a lot more great success because you didn't give up. You had that long-term perspective. All right, so Nishan, as we're getting toward the end of this interview, are there any last-minute pieces of advice you'd like to leave with our audience? Sure. Um, I'm going to firstly enjoy my conversation with you a lot. Uh, thank you. 
I would say is that as we approaching 2024, uh, it's important that while we do focus on building our careers, businesses, move ahead with our professions, it's important that we take care of ourselves as well. We live in the world of social media and distractions. Mindset is super important. So it could be meditation, affirmations, uh, your physical health, taking care of yourself first so that you can take care of others. That's that's my message for everyone. Um, one big, um, one habit that's had the most positive impact in my life has been reading. It's only by reading and absorbing knowledge from people who, from successful individuals who've penned down their stories in 250, 300 pages has given me inspiration, motivation to take 10x leaps in my own life. So books can be your best friends. And if you're reading, please continue reading. If not, just pick up a book. And I agree. I like that. Take care of yourself first and then you'll be able to take care of others. Work on your mindset. Affirmations, I agree, are really helpful. Meditation and reading. Uh, success leaves clues. You know, you can learn a lot from other people who've had that success that you want. So you can learn from them. And like you said, it can also motivate you. So, Nisha, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a real pleasure having you on. You share a lot of great tips. Uh, you share a lot of great advice. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Sure. So LinkedIn is the best place. Um, you can search for my name, Nishant Sondi, and um, I'll be happy to connect with you. Uh, you could, if you just drop a note that you heard this episode, I'll be happy to um, connect with you via LinkedIn. All right. Sounds great. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. You too. Thank you, Richard. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.